Hello, and welcome to Talking Opinions. I am Anthony Livingston Hall. Chances are, the only thing you know about Malawi is that it's the African country where Madonna adopted four kids. But bear with me. I noted in my most recent episode that America is blessed with the best of all things and cursed with the worst of all things. The election of Barack Obama clearly represents the former, the election of Donald Trump, the latter. But the following might be a more appropriate juxtaposition in light of this year's COVID-19 pandemic. Volunteers are providing aid to over 40 million people across the country who have lost so much that even breadlines, which harken back to the Great Depression, are becoming a godsend. The work of those volunteers in the midst of this crisis clearly represents the best of America. By contrast, the reputed 1% are gaining nearly $1 trillion in wealth after gaining even more from unfair tax breaks. The windfall of those billionaires in the midst of this crisis clearly represents the worst of America. You'd be forgiven for wondering what the hand of God has to do with this unconscionable realization of the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. This, especially in a country that is not only the richest, but also the most religious in history. As the son of a preacher man, I grew up with indoctrinating chants like God works in mysterious ways. Money is the root of all evil. And, most insidious of all, the meek, like those on the breadlines I mentioned a moment ago, shall inherit the earth. But in another episode, I talked about a religious epiphany that deprogrammed me at a relatively young age. It made me realize that cult leaders, masquerading as church leaders, use those chants primarily to control the natural impulse of the poor, who compose the vast majority of parishioners across all faiths and denominations, because that impulse would be to rage against the manifest ungodliness of the rich getting so filthy rich while they remain so dirt poor. However, that epiphany also made me realize that the best way to serve God is not to attend church or to proselytize as an article of faith, rather it is to treat others as you would like to be treated as a demonstration of civic duty. This, for example, is why I am convinced that God finds far greater favor with Peace Corps volunteers who work to help the poor enrich their lives than with religious-based missionaries who presume to help the poor save their souls. But I readily concede that the more enlightened servant of God might be one who marries Peace Corps and missionary work. This is what convinced me to become a founding investor in the Malawi Talent Fund. Indeed, its mission to set Malawi in Christ includes the acronym SET, which stands for Spiritually and Economically Transforming the Zomba region of Malawi, where it is based. It is an offshoot of the Passion Center for Children, 
which was founded in 2004 to help AIDS orphans become integrated and productive members of their local communities. But the Malawi Talent Fund has a more holistic mission which focuses on helping not just children develop skills and find jobs, but whole communities become self-sustaining through economic development. Uh, to be sure, founders Chris and Joni Weaver are devout Christians who consider themselves ambassadors for Christ. From the outset, they made clear their intent to do God's work, and their regular correspondence with investors made clear that their efforts are only for the glory of God. But when I read what they called a prospective, as opposed to a prospectus for this fund in 2015, nothing biblical came to mind. What did were the eight degrees in the duty of charity, which 12th century Jewish philosopher Maimonides wrote. Simply put, the eighth degree stipulates that one's duty is to anticipate charity by preventing poverty. This degree evolved over the centuries into the very familiar proverb, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime, which, of course, is the antithesis of the parable of the five loaves and two fish, not to mention the shaded throws at the fact that Jesus himself was a fisherman. <laughs> oh, my monodies. In any event, the Malawi Talent Fund teaches men, women, and children to fish, and the impact this has had on poverty alleviation would put some World Bank projects to shame, because teaching in this context has included poultry farming, milling corn, producing honey and cheese, growing coffee, soya and tomatoes, building houses and repairing everything necessary to run a farming village. The fund's annual newsletter has been exceedingly encouraging and inspiring in this respect not least because it rivals, in terms of documenting investor returns, Berkshire Hathaway's annual newsletter, which Warren Buffett is so famous for. For example, after its first year in 2016, the fund reported purchasing 10 acres of farmland, employing 10 full-time and 80 part-time workers, and yielding maize that was five times the Malawi average. Just three years later, it reported that the farm had more than tripled in size to 35 acres, was employing 45 full-time workers, redounding to the direct benefit of an additional 125 villagers, and was generating revenues that surpassed operating costs. A number of capital projects facilitated this growth, including the installation of an 8-acre solar-powered irrigation system, a grant entrance and sales office directly off the main thoroughfare, and the purchase of essential farm equipment, such as a John Deere tractor, various tractor attachments, a three-ton delivery truck, and a motorcycle for the farm manager. Woohoo! <laughs> Having taught villagers to fish, in the proverbial sense, 
The fund turns this year to community development, featuring technical and life skills training, complete with a model village to demonstrate community organization and business farming techniques. Uh, by the way, if any of this comes across as paternalistic, the locals themselves will readily disabuse you of that impression by telling you that their basic needs were such that they are eating it all up like manna from heaven. And surely better this than migrating to Europe to subjugate themselves to the mercies of their former colonial masters. That is, if they do not die crossing the Mediterranean Sea, like thousands do each year. And so, coming full circle, the weavers clearly represent the America that is blessed with the best of all things. In this case, that America is the one that funds charitable programs, at home and abroad, at unprecedented and unparalleled levels. Indeed, Americans like Chris and Joni are doing this kind of unsung work all over the world, and Americans like them are the ones funding and volunteering to run breadlines and food banks that have been feeding far too many Americans throughout this COVID pandemic. Uh, forgive me, but this compels a sidebar. Congressional Republicans have been steadfastly blocking Democrats from providing emergency relief to these Americans in the form of stimulus checks to spare them the indignity of having to wait for hours on breadlines just to survive. Marie Antoinette infamously responded to Frenchmen begging for bread by quipping, let them eat cake. But the way Republicans are responding to Americans begging for food is making Marie Antoinette's quip look charitable. What's more, they insist that making the rich pay their fair share in taxes while making sure the poor have a living wage and affordable health care are tenets of radical socialism which all Americans should reject. Meanwhile, these Republicans defend giving tax breaks to the rich while the poor languish on breadlines as reflections of the rugged capitalism that made America great. But there is no denying that poor folks working on this farm in Malawi are living with more dignity than poor folks standing on breadlines in America. Talk about juxtapositions, surely this one should fill all Americans with shame. This, especially with news websites running banner headlines about Americans stealing food to survive, as the Houston Chronicle and Drudge Report did on Thursday. That said, based on discussions about this topic, some of you are probably wondering, first, what effect COVID-19 has had on the mission, and second, whether my personal charity is limited to writing a check to help fund one. With respect to the first, I'm happy to report that, as a region, Africa has been relatively spared, and so too has the work of the Malawi Talent Fund. No doubt this is thanks to aggressive and coordinated implementation of pandemic control measures, born, alas, of too much experience. In fact, the whole continent is averaging between 400 to 700 deaths per day, which is far fewer than some European countries, let alone the thousands per day the United States is averaging. More to the point, as of this recording, the United States has told more than 290,000 deaths, the United Kingdom more than 62,000, and France more than 56,000. 
whereas Malawi has told fewer than 200, to which the unrepentant cynic in me says, thank God for small blessings. With respect to the second, I shall suffice to share that I've been doing enough charitable groundwork throughout my life to please my socialist conscience. This includes now spending several hours each week delivering food to the elderly, the infirmed, and now the quarantined as a volunteer with the Arlington Food Assistance Centre. Accordingly, I hope I can personally attest that you don't have to become a Peace Corps volunteer or a religious missionary to do God's work. Choose a charity and donate to its cause. Of course, I can think of none more deserving of your donation than this fund, but you don't have to take my word for it. Please visit their website at MalawiTalentFund.org and see their good works for yourself. After doing so, I suspect you will be as inspired to donate today as I was to invest five years ago. But just imagine how much more successful and sustainable both economic development and missionary work in Africa would have been if those who began doing that work in the 1950s, respectively, had focused on both. Well, that is precisely what the Malawi Talent Fund is doing today with its SET model. As founder Chris Dewey notes, and I quote, Obviously our main purpose is to spread the gospel. But if you don't have a job and you're starving to death, it's really hard to go out and be a living example for the Lord. That connectivity between spiritual growth and having work, that's the hand of God. End quote. Hell, that inspires even an apostate like me to say, Amen. It's just too bad this essential connectivity is completely lost on Christian evangelicals and Republicans in this country, because only that explains why they continue to support Donald Trump, as he blithely ignores the plight of millions of Americans who have lost work, to say nothing of the hundreds of thousands who have lost their lives during this COVID pandemic. Where, pray tell, is the hand of God in that? Uh, that's it, and if you liked it, please subscribe. It's free. If you'd like to contact me, I invite you to email anthonyhall279 at gmail.com or use the contact feature on my blog at www.ipjn.com. Thank you for listening, and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.